Welcome to the Thrifty Marketer Podcast, a podcast where we meet amazing individuals from all walks of life. Here's your host, Vivek, with a new episode for you. Hello, good evening, everybody. It's been a while, so I have this is Vivek here today, and it's my second season of the Thrifty Marketer Talks. Earlier, it was called the SMB Talks, and uh, I've been planning it for a while, but due to some other commitments and my health issues, I couldn't start the season earlier. So, season two, I changed the name. Obviously, it was the SMB Talks. You have met. A lot of amazing people last year. Uh, during I started the show during the COVID pandemic. And we met a lot of people, interesting people coming in and having a lot of amazing conversations. So that is the, the plan continues to be the same this year also. We are going to meet. I, I have a long list of amazing folks from all over the globe who have registered their interest to share their story on this amazing show and I am looking forward to meet all of them. So I'm so happy to be here, even though I'm a bit rusty with StreamYard functionalities and all that. So I might do something wrong. So just uh, I'm asking for forgiveness in advance. So today I have a fantastic guest to kick off the first uh, episode of season two. So today we're going to talk about personal branding, you know. So personal branding is one of those buzzwords we are all hearing it every day. A lot of gurus, a lot of experts around talking about it, etc., etc. So it's 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 very uh, very difficult for a newbie or a or an amateur to start their journey of personal branding. So I wanted to start off the season two with some impactful presenter coming in and talking on an impactful topic. So what better than personal branding? So today I have. Marina Bazanova. She's an entrepreneur, global speaker, and a university instructor. She's a co-founder of a personal branding agency called Brand of a Leader. She has been quoted and references in a lot of publications, very prestigious ones like Inc.com, Forbes.com, Fast Company, Success Magazine, Wall Street Journal, and the Financial Post. She has spoken to audiences of entrepreneurs and business executives across Europe, Asia, North America, and Middle East. She's a tenured member of Entrepreneurs Organization and having served in local, regional, and global leadership roles. Her mission is to inspire entrepreneurs to speak up, stand out, and to be radically authentic through the power of building their personal brands. So without further ado, let me bring her on. Hi, Vivek. Hi, Marina. Thank you so much for taking your time out and joining today. Thank you you for having me. I'm doing great. I love that you said good evening when you joined. It's 10 a.m. where I am in Montreal, Canada. Um, So it's fun to be in completely different time zones. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's that's the beauty of uh, technology, right? We are in different zones. We are talking like as if we are sitting across a, a coffee table or something. Right. Uh, first of all, thank you so much uh, for joining today. And uh, this is my season two, as uh, you might have heard my intro of you, uh, you know, and I have had a lot of people who themselves have strong personal brands come on the show last season. So uh, it's, I'm so glad that we are starting off this season with you here and talking about personal branding. So, you know, just to give a brief intro about the show. So what we do is we get on guests who are experts in their own field 
or individuals who have an interesting story to tell. And we curate a set of questions for them uh, related to the topic. And I'll shoot these questions to you if you are ready, one by one, and you can take it up uh, as and when it comes. Are you very, ready for it? Very, very ready. And I love uh, the premise of the show too. Uh, thrifty marketer, it applies to, of course, marketers, but to anybody, um, because we're all marketing ourselves in one way or another. Personal branding is just one of those tools that allows it allows us to do that. Um, but it really is relevant to everyone. We're all selling and marketing something. Absolutely. Absolutely. We all, we all are selling something, right? Uh, everybody is selling something. And personal brand obviously helps with a lot of things. So let's, let's hear it from, so shall we start? Let's do it. All right. So my first question, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a very basic question about personal brand. It's a buzzword for last few years, you know, a lot of people are talking about it. A lot of, lot of cluttered noise is there, you know? So, you know, there is so much confusion about it as well. So I wanted to get an expert like you to clear it for once and for all. What is a personal brand and why is it important all of a sudden for everybody to focus on building a personal brand? Huge buzzword, huge buzz concept for a couple of reasons. Of course, you know, the rise of uh, social media, uh, reality television, and um, a lot of people going viral on social media and all of a sudden calling themselves personal branding experts and conflating marketing and branding. But um, huge buzz around the 200% increase in the search of the term personal branding. Um, if you look at Google Trends um, in the last five years, huge increase in the amount of research that we're seeing on the topic as well. So academic research also in the last uh, half of a decade. So huge. Wow. Um, tons of misconceptions um, that are created when we talk about personal branding, which makes it either unappealing to people and feels kind of cheesy um, or feels in inaccessible. Um, and so I'm glad that we're speaking about this. We're going to be dispelling some of the myths. Um, to make it really simple, uh, personal brand is the rec recognizability of your name. And that's predicated on a unique differentiator or an angle. Unique differentiator can feel intimidating into many people. A lot of people say, exactly. I don't have anything unique. So an angle, choose an angle, and we're going, going to be speaking about that. And then clear association that your name evokes in people's minds consistently. That's a brand. And because it's your name, that's a personal brand. Right, right. I've never heard somebody put it like that before, because, you know, it's, it's always standard definitions. Whenever I ask an expert, what is a personal brand? It's a standard definition, which I can Google and get myself. But that's a that's a unique take on that. Thank you so much for that. All right. So let's 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 be very let's make this a very open conversation. Right. For example, a lot of people struggle with building a personal brand. You know, most of my I speak to my team members, I talk to my colleagues, my friends, entrepreneur friends, etc. When I say the word personal brand, most of them are some of them are cringing some of them are become very uncomfortable they start scratching their head you know they think there are a lot of misconceptions around it you know i do i need to create a lot of content and things like that so let's start with you know what are some of the salient benefits of building a personal brand why should somebody invest time and energy into building a personal brand um, so see, um, the definition that I propose, I like it because it makes it uh, very simple and more accessible and answers a lot of those questions in a more logical way. So if we're looking at personal branding as the process of creating recognizability of our name, well, if our name is more recognized among the audience that's relevant to us, what does it give us? 
opportunity, right? So if, our, if, for example, I'm an entrepreneur, I want my name to be recognized so that I get opportunities for my business, I can attract employees, I can retain staff because, you know, there's uh, recognizability in my name. So opportunity that's relevant to me, maybe board seats, right? Depends on what those opportunities are. For somebody who's an employed professional, um, instead of constantly, every time you're looking for a new job, every time you're looking for a new opportunity, internal mobility, you're looking to be promoted, instead of constantly having to sell yourself, which is very uncomfortable to most of us, and knocking on doors and feeling like you're a beggar and applying and emailing and messaging, that's all selling, that's not marketing. When you're building recognizability of your name and people know what it is that your name's associated with, opportunity comes to you instead of you chasing opportunity. And that's really in business also difference between sales and marketing. Sales, you're knocking on doors, marketing, you're building something, and then you're attracting the opportunity that you're looking to attract. Right, right, right. I got that. So the, the first point which you mentioned, you know, that, that kind of leans into my next question. You said, you know, leaders having a personal brand, people will be more, you know, at sticking to you you know if, if, if i don't know whether that's the right word to use but if, if a leader has got a strong personal brand it is it comes with a certain amount of likability right like for mm -hmm. example the best example which i can think of is richard branson sir richard branson right he's he's i don't i don't think any virgin employee will hate him because his personal brand is so strong and his persona reflects like his personal brand so obviously that helps a lot so my next question is connected to that is it critical for leaders of organizations today to have a strong personal brand today? If yes, what kind of impact does it have on the brand or the company they are leading? Uh, well, there's a lot of studies that are coming out um, on the topic. One of them that says that 47% of a company's reputation is influenced by the reputation of the CEO. We also wow. know that 80% of people don't quit companies they quit their boss, right? Anybody who's watching this right now, think about quitting your last few jobs. Was it the company or was it the manager, right? Very often it's the manager. Right. So people quit the boss. So it stands to reason to say that people would also be attracted to the company depending on leadership. We also know that increasingly, especially with younger generations, people are looking to work for mission-driven companies. They're looking for a fit with their own values, an organization that has the same values. Well, it's really hard to communicate organizational values because people are a little bit skeptical, right? Of course, as a company from your corporate accounts, you're going to say this, this, and that. But when you're able to get to know the leaders of this company and see what they stand for, what they talk about, what they embody, it humanizes the organization and builds a bigger connection there. So it absolutely helps. There's still a lot of research to be done uh, to make a direct connection between a, let's say, CEO brand or a leader's brand and connect it to the employer brand. Still a lot of research to be done. It's one of my research projects right now, um, but definitely all of the signs are pointing in, in that direction. And by the way, something that you mentioned, you said, you know, Richard Branson, you know, likely um, his employees wouldn't hate him, uh, right? He has a very likable personal brand. Thing is, it's okay to have a polarizing personal brand that's right. not as likable, right? Donald Trump has a huge personal brand rooted in authenticity. You can like him, you can hate him very passionately, but it's a brand right. rooted in authenticity. So it attracts, it also detracts, and that's fine as well. Absolutely, absolutely. Today's world is anyways about any publicity is good publicity. You know? <laughs> so it depends that's on your goals, right? And as long as it's authentic. Exactly. Exactly, exactly. I, I completely agree with you. Right. So moving on, my next question is, you know, personal brand 
you know, it's always needs to be built on some basic pillars. There are some something you rely on to build your personal brand. So what are some of the key characteristics of a powerful personal brand? Okay, so very simple. Okay, very simple, very practical, very tangible to make sure it's less cringy and overwhelming. So number one, you have to choose an angle. That's what's going to help. There has to be some kind of an angle. Now, what makes an angle, right? What can be your angle? You don't have to overthink it. It doesn't have to be some groundbreaking, you know, concept that you develop and created. If you did, that helps. That's fantastic. But if you didn't, it's okay. It can be something, a word, an adjective, a short phrase that really, truly represents who you are, what you stand for, what you believe. I'll give you examples. Um, you think of Brene Brown. It's courage and vulnerability, right? Now, she didn't Absolutely. come up with those words, didn't come up with those concepts, but it's those clear associations that she evokes in people's minds because her angle is so clear. Um, you right. think of uh, Gary Vaynerchuk. Um, again, right. like him or loathe him, but hustle, right? You think of him, think of hustle. So you want to think of what it is that represents you. How do you think about that? It's a process of introspection. There are a few things you can do. One thing that you can do is you can um, do this exercise that we do with our clients when we help them develop their personal or uncover their personal brand is an exercise that's called the lifeline. You take a big sheet of paper, you put a line in the middle, and you map out your whole life from as early as you remember, personal, professional, everything. You map out the most significant moments, the highs and the lows. And then right. and don't just limit it to the obvious, you know, births, deaths, you know, tragedies. No, just anything. It was significant because, you know, this happened to me or that happened to me. And then you look for common denominators and patterns. And that can be indicative of something that keeps surfacing for you that really is important to you, matters to you. You can right. look at your core values. What are those really, really strong beliefs that you hold so, um, you know, deeply that uh, really shape and represent who you are? You can build, that can be your angle, a strong core value, core belief. Or it can be, you know, as I gave you examples, adjectives. Could be something about your standout personality. You commit, you choose one, you stick to it. That's pillar number one. Pillar number two is associations. You know, Vivek, people will always uh, often say everybody has a personal brand. Whether or not you right. want the personal brand, you have a personal brand, so you want to manage it, you know, properly and uh, be in control of it. That right. is not true. That is a myth. Everybody has a reputation, not everybody has a brand. What makes a brand a brand, in addition to a clear angle, is consistent associations, right? So everybody, you see my name, what are they um, associating me with? How would they all uniformly describe me? What adjectives, what nouns come to mind uniformly and consistently? That makes a brand a brand. Right, right, right. Absolutely, absolutely. I completely agree with you, you know. Uh, just, to, just to refresh everybody's memory, uh, Marina here runs a personal brand agency, I just mentioned, you know, so you can, you will hear about the amazing work they do um, at the end of the show. We, we have some questions for that as well. And also Gary Vaynerchuk is a big influence on my, on my personal life itself, you know, because he, he is somebody who has pulled me out of a lot of troubles, uh, situations and troubled times uh, based on his content and his messages. So uh, thanks for bringing him up as well. All right. So moving on, let's get to a little bit practical uh, stuff, right? For example, so now by now people will be clear about, okay, I want to build a personal brand. Okay. These, these are the reasons Marina already told me, so I'm going to do it. So now the question is, if somebody, once they decide to invest in their personal brand, what are some of the baby steps do you recommend to them? 
So the process of building a personal brand is very clear and it needs to start with figuring things out and working on your strategy before you're starting to execute. The biggest mistake that people make is they start executing and then it's cringy and then it doesn't work and then you start questioning yourself and it's not really working and why am I doing this and and then it falls apart. So the first piece is deep introspection. You sit down and you really think of what is it that I stand for? What is my angle? How do I want to be perceived? Who are the people that are relevant to me? What are the things that I want to be talking about? And then how do I not want to be perceived? What are the people that are irrelevant to me? Uh, What are the things that for sure I'm not going to be talking about? So all that. The first thing that you do before you do anything is you sit down, you go through introspection, you figure out all those pieces that will serve as the roadmap so that when you start executing, every time you start questioning yourself, doubting, not sure, you have something to refer to. So you're not figuring it out every time you're about to start taking action on your personal brand building and your visibility building, you have something that can guide you. That becomes really important. That's really the first step. Right, right, right. All right. So, you know, um, now since you have worked with so many leaders uh, across the globe, you know, helping them, guiding them on building their personal brand, etc. What are your top three advice, you know, for leaders who want to build an authentic, powerful personal brand? Um, number one, um, realize that you are your own worst critic, um, and you are your own biggest bottleneck. Vivek, it is incredible. The people that we work with are wildly inspiring. We work with very successful business owners from across the globe, as you said. Um, I will be speaking with incredibly inspiring people with the most fascinating story, with crazy accomplishments. And they say, you know, yeah, you know, personal branding, people have been telling me to pay attention to it. I see benefits, but I don't have anything to say. Who wants to listen to me? What do I have a value? And I look at them and I go, if you have those doubts, (laughs) then there's no, no hope for any of us. And the thing is, it's just a very shared sentiment. So number one is accept that you absolutely have something of value to say. um, And with your, well, first of all, there's um, intrinsic benefits to you, right? You put yourself out there, you create visibility, you attract opportunity, but you're also able to influence and impact others. So that becomes really, really huge as well. Um, So number one, what was your question? (laughs) (laughs) Talk to me, advice for leaders. Three top three pieces of advice. That's number yeah. one. Number two would be figure out strategy before execution, because as I said, that is the biggest mistake that people make. And then number three, trust the process. So either you're executing on it yourself. So you look at strategy, you build out your plan of action. Do not revisit it every week and every two weeks. Just stick to it because personal right. brand building is all about longevity and building those associations uh, with longevity in mind. You know, you mentioned that you launched your show during COVID and it was yep. going phenomenal and then you stopped. Yep. And I bet you started overthinking something. Oh, I already had all these amazing people who can I invite now. I was going to continue listening to it. I went through the same thing. So absolutely. Right. I'm talking from right. experience. So the what wins the game is consistency. So if you're doing it yourself, trust the process that you created, revisit it once a year, not every second week. And if you're engaging people, if you're working with, uh, let's say, ghostwriters or you're working with a social media team, whoever you're working with, trust them, let them do their work and don't be a bottleneck in the process for them either. Got it. Got it. Yeah. You know, I, I believe what you mentioned first, you know, uh, imposter syndrome is one of the biggest uh, you know, uh, curses for every creator out there. And you know, everybody thinks, why will people listen to me? 
who am I to talk about this and all these things. You know, we, we all go through that. I totally agree with you. And and you getting you losing that train of thought. Uh, I have observed this with a lot of experts. You know, people who are very passionate about a subject, when they start talking about the subject, they lose track of it. They have gone so deep, they forget about what was the question all about. You know, it has. I have seen yeah. it happen multiple times. Right. Interesting. So, uh, you know, so now since you have said the three advices for the leaders, you know, I, I always believe that if I want to learn something, all right, like the, the like the show which I'm doing right now, I'm not a very confident person to do a show like this. But then I my, my premise of doing something which I don't know is I start emulating people who are already doing like like I mentioned, you know, Gary Vaynerchuk is a role model for me because I look at his videos. I try to learn something from his mannerisms, body language and things like that. You know, uh, sometimes I use, you know, I drop F-bombs like he does also sometimes, you know, with my personal team, etc, etc. But the best way to learn something, to, to do something is by emulating role models who, who have already accomplished the same. So can you name some personal brands that can be the best role models from for the leaders who want to build personal brands today? No. And you know why not? Um, because I believe that this is uh, unique to every single person. So Absolutely. the strategy that you mentioned of looking at influencers um, or people you find influential, let's not say influencers, that word sometimes throws people off as well. People that you find influential, people that you respect, and then emulating what they're doing is a fantastic strategy. But it has right. to be, um, you have to choose people that feel right to you, right? right? We have so many people that come to us that say, I will only do this if you guarantee I do not sound anything like Gary Vaynerchuk. And I'm a huge fan of his, but people will say that. And, 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 that's, and that's valid because if you are, that's not your style of influencing, it doesn't work for you. There's no point in emulating it. You're not going to sound authentic. It doesn't Absolutely. speak to you for a reason. So no reason to emulate. So this is right. though one of the exercises we do with our clients. We ask them to build the list of people who they find to be influential that they like. And those could be, you know, public figures, could be politicians, could be people online, could be whoever, authors, doesn't matter. And then we ask, what is it that you like about their style of influencing? And then some people will say, well, I like that this person's very calm, very poised, very quiet. Some people will say, oh, I love the energy and I love the, you know, oh, and I really like that. And that becomes indicative. So th this is this is the exercise for all of you to do is identify who those people are to you. What are the common denominator? What is it that you like about them? Dig a bit deeper and then emulate that. And that becomes quite unique for every single person. Wow, that's 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 a fantastic insight, actually. You know, never never heard about it like that or I've never thought about it as well. Right. All right. So when I was doing a little bit research on you and your work, I came across a term called portability. I've never heard about it from a personal brand standpoint, obviously. So I want to hear it from you. You speak a lot about portability when it comes to personal brand. So can you share some insights on that? What, is, what does it even mean You know, for a, for a common man? <laughs> um, portability is fascinating and it's something that we stumbled upon by accident. So um, my personal branding agency, Brand of a Leader, as I told you, we work with um, entrepreneurs from across the globe and we also do quite a bit of research. Um, that right. is one of our uh, points of differentiation, uh, differentiation. We really dig deep into what personal branding is and all the different facets. So a year and a half ago, we conducted a study. Uh, we were interviewing Gen X entrepreneurs, predominantly from North, North America, asking them why they were building a personal brand. So we focused specifically on people who had already been doing it. 
And uh, we received a few answers and one of them really surprised us and it was the concept of portability. And then we started digging deeper into that and it made total sense. So what is portability? Portability is the idea that there is, because your name has recognizability, right? That's your personal brand. There's equity in that. There's value in that. So what does that mean? None of our journeys in life are on a linear path, right? Whether right. you're an entrepreneur or you have a job, you are likely not always doing the same thing at the same place throughout your whole life. This right. is just not, not what we do anymore, right? right? If you're an entrepreneur, you have a business, it's up and down, and maybe it's up, 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 and then you sell, and then there's no more business. If you're an right. employed professional, you can lose your job, you can be miserable, you want to quit, and then you're starting from scratch, right? right? You're starting from scratch. You're knocking on new doors, you're starting from scratch, you know, and if you're changing industries or fields and people are very confused because it's like you're a newbie. It's like there's nothing exists. There's nothing exists on your resume that's relevant. Right. But when you build recognizability in your name and people know you for you, not only for what it is that you do, because that's too narrow and that's not ideal for personal brand building, then opportunity remains for you. And that's one of the things that I experienced when a business, my business crashed and burned during the pandemic. I was able to pivot really quickly and start a new business and still have my community supporting me, a network and clients that started approaching us because people were around for me and knowing me and not just the work that I was doing at the time. So that is the idea of portability is that um, your name is an asset if you work on it, if you build equity in it, if people know your name, that's an asset that stays with you forever. Business doesn't stay with you forever. Job doesn't stay with you forever. But our name stay, stays with us forever. So we need to build more value in it because it can it can serve us throughout our career. Wow, that's that's a that's the first time I'm hearing about this term portability uh, when it comes to uh, personal brand. Actually, very very insightful. Actually, so one of the, one of the uh, one of my favorite personal brands or a person, my, one of my favorite people in the world is Mark Schaefer. Uh, I don't know whether you know him as a marketing influencer, uh, author, best-selling author, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So this term can relate to him very closely. You know, uh, he he has that kind of an aura he has built. Uh, in the world of marketing and entrepreneurship and things like that. So he, I just, your, your, your explanation of that just brought him to my mind. So I just thought of sharing that. Cool. And so, think about it. It's the same for Gary Vaynerchuk, right? He's like selling yeah. sneakers and has a marketing agency, <laughs> et cetera. And people don't go, well, this is really weird. Why is he doing that? Because there is uh, value, equity, recognizability in his name and what it stands for. And everything else fits under that umbrella. And we can all Absolutely. do that. We can all do that on different scales, different levels, depending on our goals. Absolutely. I think Gary Vee is on another level itself. He, he, is, uh, he sometimes goes with this, uh, uh, this baseball cards also. He sells that also. He's, he does all kinds of stuff. So that's, that's a whole other level. All right. So uh, my next question, you know, uh, another area which people get very finicky about when it comes to personal brand is content. You know, there are questions popping up like, do I need to create a lot of content? Do I need to blog or do I need to make videos or do a podcast? What should I do? You know, these kind of things. So content is a critical element in building a personal brand, obviously. So what is your advice to leaders to tackle this content dilemma, which is which is a common question among people who want to build a personal brand? Um, yeah, very common question and the biggest problem that people have, you know, what is it, you know, let's say if I'm going to be posting on LinkedIn, you sit in front of a computer and you're like, okay, so what am I writing about though, right? right. Um, and that becomes really hard. So again, it's very critical to go through strategy and planning first, because that right. will answer a lot of questions, because that's where you ask yourself, okay, what, um, you know, what, what does my brand stand for? You know, what are my goals? Why am I doing this? All those things are really important. 
And then you also say, okay, well, what is my audience or maybe two audience segments, right? So that already will dictate your platforms on which you're going to be creating that content. Now, right. when I say platforms, I'm not just talking about social media platforms because I right. think it's very important to note that a lot of people hate social media and that's okay. And a lot of people build very strong personal brands and they're not really on, on social media. You know, Seth Golden, right. uh, he's a marketing right. guru, you know, newsletter, books, talks. Social media is like worst practices as far as he's concerned. It's just an RSS feed and that's okay. Right. It's different platforms. So you want to first decide, you know, what is your, where, what are going to be your platforms depending on your audience? Because, you know, we worked with a client um, and her, her audience is teens and preteens, but she really didn't want to do TikTok and she wanted to do LinkedIn. Even if she posts every single day, unless she targets parents, it becomes a little bit irrelevant, right? right. Um, if you're a professional and you want to build audience and network of potential um, employers for you, well, certainly LinkedIn sounds like it would make sense, but maybe something offline. You could right. also create local meetups and be known as somebody who, you know, builds a community and creates a community. There are different ways. Social media is not um, an answer to everything, although it gives a scale. So first you decide on, you know, who is the audience? What platforms am I going to be on? Um, then you decide what types of content you are comfortable creating, right? Because I do not believe that we need to be pushing ourselves into something that we really detest just because right. people are telling us that we should be doing it, right? So if right. you hate video and you think it's really stupid and you think it's ridiculous or you think it's really cool when other people do it, but you're like, I'm not going to sit in front of my computer or my phone and talk into a camera and feel weird. You don't have to do that, okay? Right. So it's also for personal branding, you can make those choices. If you like audio, you don't like how you look, but you like how you sound, well, great. Then podcasting is a platform either for your own or to guest on people's podcasts. Right. So right. depending on your preferences, depending on your audience, you choose the platform. Then the question becomes, what do I talk about? That becomes, that's really important. And I have something, again, very practical and very tangible that you can then go and apply. So... First of all, your personal brand, that angle that you figure out that's going to be the overarching association with your name needs to not be connected to what you do. Okay? That's really important because there's no portability in that. If people yeah. only know, you know, Vivek the marketer, and then in three years from now you decide that you want to, I don't know, launch your own uh, beverage company, right. mm, that's going to be hard. There's no portability, yep. right? You want to zoom out, there needs to be something else, right? So, for, for example, Gary Vee's hustle. So that's why he's opening other businesses. You're like, right, hustler, you're not surprised. But when you're thinking of what you're going to be talking about, you identify two to four topics, maximum. Four is maximum, two is minimum. One to two of those topics are what you do, okay? So right. those things that you talk about, that's what builds credibility, that builds associations, and attracts opportunity, Right. Um, so right. one to two topics. If you do one thing, then it's one topic. If you do two different things, then it's two topics, right? And right. then you also think of one to two topics that humanize that credibility, that have nothing to do with any transactional value, have nothing to do with uh, what you do for a living. It could be something you're passionate about. It could be a hobby. It could be philanthropy. It doesn't matter. It all has to fall under the overarching umbrella. Otherwise, it looks like it's all over the place. So two to four topics, you identify those. And then here's what you do with that, okay? So you identified your topics, you wrote it out, you have it. Once a month, you sit down and you write yourself a list of questions under each topic. Interview right. yourself, okay? If you're doing it yourself. Write yourself out a list of topics. Do it one day, you did it. Done, okay? Right. Then you sit down another day and you create content on that. So it could be videos if that's what you're doing. It could be written content. You figure out what it is. You create just in one shot. That's done. 
and then you pre-schedule and you post it if, if we're talking about you know content creation for specifically for social media platforms if it's not for social media platforms you still execute in line with those content pillars those topics that you identify and finally you stay in your lane doesn't matter if something of global importance is happening if it doesn't fall under your positioning your your angle if it does not align with your content pillars then you say nothing <laughs> and you stick in your lane and uh, you stick to your topics that would be my advice fantastic i mean i mean uh, you know to be honest this 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 obviously this uh, this episode will go as a video on my youtube channel so i think the answer to this question alone is worth watching this video you know it's it's such a practical answer uh, and uh, if you follow that i believe there's a lot of traction that's going to happen in your personal branding journey for sure thank you so much for that fantastic answer marina so you know last question related to the topic then we move on to a little bit about you and your uh, brand and your stuff uh, last question related to the topic the platforms you know you already touched upon it platforms or avenues for building the personal brand it's a big question often asked you know when it comes to building a personal brand so what are your thoughts or advice you already touched on this but i want to pick a little bit on this topic what are your thoughts or advice on choosing the right platform or if it if it is not even important you can mention that as well for building a personal brand what are your advice on that um i think it's very important i think look i do believe in growth i do believe in pushing ourselves out of our comfort zone but i know that um building that visibility putting ourselves out there is uncomfortable for most people and so right. my advice is contrary to most people's advice i really believe in choosing what feels most comfortable or the least uncomfortable of all options i really believe in that so right. um if you are cringing at the thought of a specific platform just let let it go it's fine find find right. a different one uh platforms right. again range from social media platforms to writing a book having a personal website and having a newsletter uh launching a podcast guesting on people's podcast having um local events that you're managing yourself so meetups whatever creating building an, an offline community uh public speaking so there are very different options um right. you write out the list of options so that's why you do all of that during that strategy and planning process before you start actually executing on anything you write out a list and you sit and you think about it of course considering whether there's the right audience there because it needs to be an intersection of what speaks to you but also what speaks to people that you want to be knowing your name and having that recognizability you see what speaks to you and then start with one just start with one you know unless you're looking to build your career as an influencer and then you want to be everywhere and you want to be maximizing everything that's not most of us right most right. of us are pursuing specific goals entrepreneurial goals or employment goals choose one and stick to it stick to that platform don't overthink it a year just for a year do not think whether or not you're doing the right thing just don't think right. about it and then in a year sit down and think was there an opportunity that came through it any opportunity was a good opportunity then another year and again you don't think about it so it's better off to just be focusing on facebook or just be focusing on linkedin or just be focusing on podcasting right and then just of course you like post the links to your stuff on social media platforms but you don't really focus on creating content there just focus on one do it really well if you get excited with time you can add another one there's no need to feel that you need to do it all that you need to spread yourself thin you know on linkedin alone if you are right. posting more than two times a week you are in the 1% most active users right wow. so you're already right. killing it with your consistency and look building a personal brand for people to recognize our names that's huge and it takes time 
Absolutely, absolutely. So the, the, the takeaway here is stick to the lane. Do your stuff, be consistent about it. Cool. Thanks, Marina. Thank you so much. Uh, so much of information. I'm going to download the recording and I'm going to hear it to it over the weekend to take notes. Okay. So now, since the topic questions are over, now I want to have some personal questions with you. Like, for example, you have been doing some fantastic work over the years. So I want to hear a little bit about you, your work and your personal branding agency, which is called Brand of a Leader. How has the journey been so far? You said you had a pivoting moment uh, and your key accomplishments. It's time to hear all about it. So please uh, tell us a little bit about your, your work and your agency. Um, so the idea of uh, launching Brand of a Leader came in 2019, but the goal was to launch it three and a half years later. Um, okay. The reason for that was so it was um, November, December 2019. Um, um, I had this idea. I was on a retreat. I was in Turks and Caicos, beautiful place, perfect for ideating and dreaming. I was there with a fellow entrepreneur and I was telling her about my, um, you know, this dream and, uh, you know, personal branding agency helping people find their voice, scale the reach of their voice, perfect alignment with my life's mission and my why and my own personal story. Growing up, being born in the Soviet Union, growing up in post-Soviet Ukraine, and Ukraine, no voice there. Coming to Canada, nobody understood my English. Again, no voice. To me, the, the concept of voice is, very, is quite priceless and precious. And so I, I realized I wanted to start a personal branding agency and help people find their voice and scale the reach of their voice. But it was going to be a big pivot. So I wanted to go back to university while running my other business, complete a research program, a master's degree, a research program, study, analyze personal branding, develop my own methodologies and scales and all those different things, um, and then launch the business once I finish the program. So that was the plan in, in November, December, when Turks and Caicos and sitting there and my friend fellow entrepreneur amazing entrepreneur here in montreal also sana brock she owns an interior design studio um and uh, she goes dad that sounds great that's right up your alley that's an awesome idea what are you gonna call it and i go mm, what am i gonna call it let me think about it and i go mm, brand of a leader and she says that's a cool name i like it that's awesome but you're not the domain is not going to be available like go, go check right. you might have to think of something else I go, the domain is available, you know, like, $0.99 for the first year. She goes, oh, my God, this is a moment. <laughs> Take a picture, buy the domain. I did. Um, right. And But again, the plan was this was going to be three years later. Um, but then COVID happened. Um, my other business got punched in the face and the gut, decimated on every angle. Um, and at the time, I was having a lot of conversations with now my co-founder about, you know, should we start sooner? What should we do? And so it's a COVID business that was born in 2020, a lot sooner than we expected. And it scaled exponentially beyond belief as well. We have clients now in uh, North America, Europe, um, Middle East, Asia, Africa. It's incredible. And we have a team that's globally distributed as well, which is quite fantastic too. So I'm giving you the positive highlights. You know, there are some, of course, a lot of learnings, a lot of, you Obviously. know, fails along the way. Um, but it has been immensely, incredibly, incredibly rewarding. Right, right. Since as I mentioned, you know, this show started during COVID just to spread positivity among people. It has just started as a show where I called one of my friends who is a very positive person I know, an entrepreneur. And we were just having a chat and it was, I just put it up on Facebook Live. And a lot of people liked it because there was, it was such a dim, dull period. You know, people were going through a lot of trauma. And when... Uh, people like you come on the show and share their struggles. 
and the, the, the beautiful things that came out of it. A lot of people take a lot of inspiration from that, you know. So COVID came with a lot of negativity, but some bit of positivity also it brought in, you know. So that's what we are searching for with the show, you know, that positivity bit which we can latch on to. You know? Thank you so much for sharing your story. So uh, for everybody, you know, just, just a shout out to your agency. Uh, for everybody, every leader out there who is looking for building a personal brand, and obviously, you know, it's it's a struggle for most of us, you know, uh, for, you know, leaders, for employees, for entrepreneurs, everybody. Check out uh, uh, Marina's uh, agency, brandofaleader.com and fantastic research, fantastic methodologies and fantastic services on uh, uh, to avail there. So check it out. I highly recommend it and speak to their team and see if you need any support when it comes to personal branding. So that's that. Cool. My last question, which is my, I used to ask a COVID related question to all my guests earlier, but now COVID has become a, a, a thing in our life, you know, like a, like a fever or, or, or like a pimple. So I, I replaced that question and I thought this season I'm going to ask something where that is very close to their heart, you know? So I know, you know, I remember you commenting on one of my, that's how I came across Brand of Elida, first of all. You commented about one of the posts I did for Ukraine. And uh, I know you have a past uh, connected to Ukraine. I know it's your home country, etc. So I want to ask, you know, uh, you can you can feel free to say no to answer this question. But I want to know, how is your friends and family there? How is the situation? Are they safe, etc., etc.? Um, it's a heartbreaking situation and uh, continues to be so. Um, certainly nobody in Ukraine is safe um, yep. because it's just continuous, brutal um, aggression that is absolutely not not stopping. Um, it is absolutely mind-blowing. I mean, as I mentioned, I grew up in post-Soviet Ukraine. I lived there until I was 16, so until I finished high school. Um, to see videos of tanks on the streets on that that I walked every single day uh, to see my school that I went to completely destroyed because um, it was it, it 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 was it was bombed um, is absolutely surreal to see it being done by people who are neighbors um, you know they're we're completely different countries and completely different mentalities right so there are a lot of neighbors that countries have in in Europe nonetheless right. We have a lot of family members in Russia, a lot of friends in Russia, a lot of Russians have a lot of friends and family in Ukraine. So yep. to now see um, this brutality and to see that it is not only brutality that comes from the government level, this right. is brutality that very passionately supported um, by citizens, by people, by normal, regular people is heartbreaking. It's absolutely mind-blowing. Um, right. They will be defeated. Ukraine will prevail. Ukraine will rebuild. And, um, you know, what's been also done by all of this to shed, you know, to, to shine light on Ukrainian brand, what it means to be Ukrainian, um, of, of course, on a long-term basis, when we look at it, you know, hundreds of years later, this will be quite um, meaningful and quite, you know, historical in nature. This has accelerated Ukraine to Ukraine that it's wanted to be for many years. Uh, it's accelerated it tremendously. But of course, at the cost, it's absolutely um, un unfathomable. Absolutely. Absolutely. I've, I've been, I've, I've, I've been, I'm trying to do my bit most of the time uh, to, you know, uh, to, to people who are going through all this. Uh, I'm talking to a lot of people on LinkedIn, etc. Thank uh, you. Trying to uh, share the voice 
so it's it's kind of a kind of a very bad uh, situation. Uh, people with egos uh, running countries is not good at all. But anyways, uh, you know, I I see a post today uh, on LinkedIn which put me as uh, put a smile on my face related to Ukraine. Uh, there was one picture of a uh, couple of months ago when there was a bombed building, and that building is already rebuilt. You know, and and that gave me such a you know, kind of goosebumps to see that how powerful common people are, right? So they are not. It's not about giving up or anything. The strength of common people in Ukraine is commendable. You know, uh, you know, once all this is over, um, you know, I obviously want to travel to that country to you know meet meet the people who did this. You know, people fighting for their country. It's mind blowing. So slava, it's, it's slava. incredible. Yeah, Slava Ukraini. So, uh, just to quickly mention, Vivek, um, the amount of beauty that people have been creating in the middle of absolute chaos and destruction is beautiful. So, buildings are being rebuilt even now, as you mentioned, during the war. Uh, people who returned to their houses with fences completely shelled. You might have seen the steward painting flowers around right. the bullet holes. Right. It's absolutely beautiful. And one last thing, you know, a lot of people ask, how can I help? What can I do? And I want to mention that how does not only mean monetary help exactly. because I know that at the beginning of the war in the first few months so many people donated and it's just incredible absolutely incredible and I'm so grateful for that and all Ukrainians are and some people continue to donate and and of course it's very necessary and thank you but yeah. writing about Ukraine sharing about Ukraine talking about Ukraine as you do Vivek is absolutely crucial as well you know when i was exchanging messages with my best friend from childhood um who was you know in hiding and in basements and all all of that um and i was telling her that you know everybody's talking about ukraine everybody's supporting this was the first weeks of war and she said you have no idea because i was thinking you know maybe she'll think it's stupid like you know you're posting there from your comfortable homes while we're here you know trying not to die but no she said you know it is it changes everything because we know we're not alone. And because we know we're not alone, we know it's all going to be okay. So my request to everyone, same as you are doing, Vivek, and thank you so much for it, is share about Ukraine, talk about Ukraine, post about Ukraine. Um, it's not futile. It's really, really meaningful. And it shows the world that we stand united. It shows an aggressor that we oppose the aggression. And um, and it means a lot. So thank Absolutely. you for, for what Absolutely. you have been doing. Everybody's with Ukraine, uh, without doubt, for sure. So uh, thank you so much, uh, Marina, for taking the time out today. And uh, I'm so glad that I kicked off the season with you. Uh, and uh, thank you so much. Keep doing the great work. And uh, I will I will speak to you soon. Thank you so much. I'm happy this was valuable. And I'm here should you or anyone have any questions. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you. Right. So that was Marina. So, you know, so it was, you know, that's, that's the whole purpose of the show. Why I started the show, you know, in interesting people who come on the show and share amazing stories, amazing insights, which we all can, you know, latch on to or learn something or the other. And so today's show, I would love to uh, end it uh, now. And, uh, you know, it was about personal branding, personal branding, personal brand is critical for all of us, especially leaders. And every personal brand needs to be built on the right values. You cannot do it for the wrong reasons, right? Leaders with the wrong values mess up organizations, countries, and every community. So leaders who have the right values, if they utilize that to build a personal brand, that's a win-win situation. So 
I highly recommend you to work on your why, find your why and find your values and start building your personal brand around it. Thank you so much for joining me today. This is the Thrifty Marketer Talks. I'll see you soon with another amazing guest and take care. See you soon. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Thrifty Marketer Podcast. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or Google Podcasts. See you in the next episode.